Warning! 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 Movie Podcast Weekly would like to inform the listeners that this podcast will contain spoilers and mild language. And Andy's mom would like to inform the listeners that he is really a sweet, special boy who cares deeply about others, even though he pretends not to. <laughs> Man, I love being the editor of this show now. Line it up. Let's kick this big. Grant. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Movie Podcast Weekly, episode 324. I will be your de facto host this evening. My name is GeekCast Rye, also known as Ryan, and with me tonight are my good friends. Carl. Oh, we're going we're gonna to do that? We're uh, doing Andy. this. Andy, sorry. <laughs> it's a new show. And... William Rowan Jr. That's me. <laughs> He's still here. He's still here. Well, he hasn't left us like the last guy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Is anybody planning on calling Jason tonight? See if we can get him on the show? I think we should try. That was a big hit last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just nonsense. No. Uh, did, did, he, did he know that he was going to be on? He did not. He did not know that he was going to be on. Yeah, that's that's what they love. They love that you woke him up, that he was all out of it, and <laughs> it was a total shock to everybody, including us. So it's just, just a win all around. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. I'm glad everybody enjoyed that. What are we talking about tonight, Ray? Well, <clears throat> I don't know what everybody watched. It's been, what, almost uh, three weeks since we recorded last? Is that where we're at yes. now? Uh, yeah. 12, 13 days, something like that? I... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know what everybody uh, watched in theaters, but I figured that we'd maybe talk about uh, some things that we watched that weren't in theaters. You know, I think we used to call them mini reviews. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen Andy raise his hand yet. I don't know if he's ready to talk about those or not. Uh, I'm ready to talk about those. <laughs> well, what, what what have you been watching? What did you see not in theaters? I mean, I guess um, I guess. We could separate this out. Are you like pro Spielberg or anti Spielberg when it comes to streaming services? Oh, um, I, I'm 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 Spielberg uh, ambivalent. Really? Yes. Mostly because I don't know what it means to be Spielbergian. <laughs> well, how about in um, the scope of uh, an ambivalent? Seems like it will get me in less trouble. <laughs> how about in the scope of he doesn't think that Netflix should have any say? Or should be uh, nominated for any Oscars. Oh, are you pro uh, or anti Spielberg at that point? Anti. Anti Spielberg. Anti Spielbergian. Carl, how about you? Are you pro or anti Spielberg? Uh, you know, I haven't decided. I mean, I haven't read why he feels they shouldn't be eligible if their movies are released in theaters. Um, uh, he doesn't think that. Uh, releasing movies in like a small token amount, like whatever the minimum amount of theaters is to uh, be Oscar eligible. He doesn't believe that that should, uh, they should either be in theaters or they shouldn't be recognized. Basically. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in agreement with that. <laughs> but, but it's such garbage, such a garbage argument because half of the films that are nominated for Academy Awards are, are indie films that nobody's ever heard of that that if they played in a theater 
they played in one or two theaters and probably not in your main market uh, for the bulk of the country. And if they were, if they did happen to be in your theater, they played for one weekend and were done. Well, that's that's usually the case if they do it, if they release it limited at the end of the year, but then it usually does eventually hit mass release. Yeah, once it's nominated for an Academy Award, because then they can market it as this film's been nominated for an Academy Award. But dude, there have been several... There have been several Academy Award uh, nominees that I hadn't even heard of until they made the nominations. Yeah, I, I, I can't think of an example. I, I would say that might be true with documentaries, but for everything else, it usually gets a mass release at some point. Well, that's my, I mean, we've talked about it. My big issue here is that my, my local theater, unless it's a, uh, like Captain Marvel is playing there now, but if it's one of these uh, indie art house films, I have to drive to Indianapolis or Chicago to even see them. And yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't get those movies here. So I don't see a lot of these movies anyway. Um, yeah. So. I, but if they're streaming on if they're streaming on, on VOD, if they're if they're on Amazon or they're on Netflix or they're on uh, Vimeo. I have the opportunity to watch them and watch them at a watch Correct. them at a, a point where watching them is relevant, right? Watch them while uh, while award season is going on, or while it's for that for that fifteen minutes where that film is is uh, um, important to the to the current filmic dialogue. Overall, I couldn't give a crap if a movie's nominated or not. I, I can't, you know the. Academy's lame yeah. to me, but so it's yeah. But, which is which is interesting that you took its side. Yeah, it is. I, I'm a dichotomy, <laughs> you know. Just <laughs> I mean, because yeah, my my argument is if people don't know, it's not a popular vote. It's not like they pull a general population of of what people are enjoying, and so. You know, it has these very unique, almost rigged parameters of how these movies are even chosen. And then also it has its own. The Academy made up its own rule. It has to be in the theaters for this long or whatever. And it's to me, I agree with Carl on this aspect. It's an arbitrary rule based off this archaic old school program or, or, you know, award that I'm like, it's just update all this. So, but 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 that being said, the academy makes its own rules, and if you want to play their game, they have every right to make up whatever rule they want. And if Spielberg wants to say, "Hey, these are the rules," and be a dick about it, <laughs> that that's that's their that's their prerogative. I mean, okay, that's fine. Wait a sec. Wait, but maybe I, maybe I misunderstand. I, it didn't didn't Netflix do that this time? Yes. Well. And they so, did, and so Spielberg is. So, so to me, it seems like uh, Spielberg's argument that Netflix shouldn't be included is uh, is garbage because Netflix did abided. The uh, they they abided by the rules. They they did the minimum be, requirements. They correct, did the yeah. minimum. They did the minimum that was required, which is what was required, and they're in. Right. And but I'm also you can, saying you you can you can argue that the that the rules should be amended, but 
the rules is the rules and they followed him. So they should be included. Well, and someone should ask him too, like in situations like you mentioned where other movies that weren't Netflix, but did do the minimum to get in. And if they didn't wide release at some point, should they be eligible? And and see, I want to live in a world where, because putting a movie in theaters is very expensive. Independent filmmakers pretty much cannot afford that. Uh, the real definition of an independent filmmaker, unless they have rich someone who can fund them. And so, if you've got a you know a kid or a, a, you know somebody in Peru, let's say, who makes a feature film somehow, and it's amazing and everyone loves it, and it's and has no chance going. It's not going to go in theaters ever. Uh, and yet, will the Academy rejects it? I'm just saying I'm not interested in those parameters on art, in my opinion. So all of this is just like, you guys suck. All this is lame. Well, the other thing too is that it, it really it, it it really bespeaks a an industry that's unwilling to change and adapt when when you've got such in such advances in technology that. I, it, <laughs> You know, they, they bitch and moan about people altering the films, you know, to their to their standard of, of content, of, you know, for adult content. But they don't have a problem at all with me going to a, a theater with a bunch of with a bunch of hill people that are that are eating chicken, schlopping, making jokes and 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 making it impossible for me to enjoy my theater experience because they're being so damn loud and, 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 uh, intrusive. Uh, the point of that is to say, I get a better film experience, especially on an indie film at home. What, what scenario was that? Where was that? <laughs> every time I go, dude, every time I go, I'm sitting by somebody who's got, some sort of some sort of package that has to be open. That's you know because you're going at the wrong time. Back skittles, and, and, you know, or some some box of some box of uh, of uh, uh, dots or jujubes or whatever the hell they're called, or the 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 daddy the the chocolate thing the chocolate caramel things where they're just shaking the box just trying to get them out go to go to the first yeah. showing of the day you'll have a much better experience yeah i have i have one of those um jobs though yeah but it's part-time though because you know you get a lot of time off <laughs> <laughs> not in butterfly yeah. season i mean I, there's I, always I, been a some level of noise in a theater yeah. but i thought you were talking about a little bit you, i thought you meant like bring chickens and you know <laughs> Kill them and pluck them there, deep frying. I just had a great idea. I I have smelled. I have smelled some 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 really obstreperous smells while I've been in the theater. Obstreperous. I don't know what that means, but (laughs) what? Okay, Carl. Yeah, you can't say that. Now he's got to edit that out. Well, that's our rule. We're FCC. He he raised his hand and signed. I just had a great idea. Yeah. We should start the People's Academy of Film. And our our academy is based on if your film is released in any kind of wide release on any venue and everybody in the world gets to vote and that's who wins awards. 
Uh, uh, I think sure. they, don't they already yeah. have that? Isn't that People's Choice Awards? Yeah. Where, where's that? Is that MTV? <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's uh, it's more than just film. I just think that if I could send a message to Steven Spielberg, I think the message would be to remind him that Soylent Green is made out of people. <laughs> and that there's a place in this world for old, old people. And it's <laughs> that we make you into food. And so maybe just make movies that are worth watching and yeah. shut up. That's the yeah. message I have for Steven Spielberg. You know, the other thing, that, the other brilliant thing about Netflix, though, have you seen how many people have, how many A-list celebrities have some sort of project yeah. with Netflix? Yes. I mean, to, be, to be saying we're not going to include Netflix is, is to start really pushing your, um, at least your actors, uh into into difficult positions because I mean they, they all have now they almost all have specials that were that were Netflix or Amazon uh, driven. Hey, well, if Netflix do- doesn't start tackling its debt soon, they may have a different kind of problem. Well, I have a feeling they're going to end up going into more of it because it was uh, it was about this. Well, it was this time last year that they decided that they would just um, buy movie theater chains. And then they would just show their movies in the theaters, in the theaters that they own. And I, I think that died down because the Academy just said, no, you just have to release them in certain amount of theaters. Um, and now if this gets, I mean, I, I can only assume that if it gets pushback, they'll just go forward with that plan. Um, they'll just, you know, it'll instead of having AMC theaters will just be the Netflix theater and it'll be branded as such. And anything that you could see on Netflix will be released in the theater. So you can get a, a Netflix experience uh, in, a, in a theater. They, I, I think they're going to go into more debt. Wow. Hmm. You'd think they were run by the government. <laughs> You'd think. <laughs> also, the irony to me is there's a lot of like huge you know, very successful, respected directors. But I think if you take into account like production companies and even like a, like executive producer over films, Steven Spielberg is probably the most powerful, influential director in the entire world. And he's bitching about Netflix. It's like, what is your, pro- I mean, unless you explain like this hurts the little person, the not the little person, the little, the little, the, the, the poor people <laughs> yeah the, uh, the key grip the right the, unless you're arguing hey i'm okay don't worry about me that's how he should start every sentence he says hey i'm i'm good right I, i've got i've got everything i will ever need and, and more in abundance uh but i want to defend someone without but he's not let me complain about some something that i basically have full control over almost it's like what is your deal dude yeah <laughs> what's happening right now yeah. All right. Anti Spielbergian. I think that's, I think that would be my answer to your question. I wasn't aware that he was, that he was complaining about Netflix. No, good. I'm glad that's where you landed. That's uh, we can still be friends. <laughs> I, uh, before, before we move into mini reviews, actually, I should, uh, 
mention some of the comments we, we got on last week's episode. Oh, yeah. Um, which is fantastic. Uh, uh, Vance says uh, that it's good to have uh, Slick get back. It, it's good to have you back, Carl. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, <laughs> Vance also says podcast 323 or number 2AJ, which stands for after J. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Does it seem to have the same technical difficulties that plagued 322? He goes on to say, I mean, it's still sort of like a car crash, uh, but we're moving in the right direction and to keep it up. I mean, the airbags deployed, but everybody walked away. <laughs> and then uh, Dino uh, has a suggestion for a segment called, What is Jason doing right now? Where we uh, take we turns should, guessing think, what uh, what Jason's doing at this moment. I think we should. I think we should do that segment. I I, I think. Oh, go ahead. No, I think we should also do that segment. I think let's do it right now. I, I just yeah, I want to make a suggestion. He's looking at himself in the mirror, practicing a rap that he just wrote, and he wants to see how he looks as he delivers it. Oh shoot! I was gonna go with something about a rap. I mean, he's definitely rapping. I don't know that he's doing it in front of a mirror. Well, you you uh, got to He has. I hope he's not putting on blackface. That's a no. He has his kids and his wife in the living room on the couch, and he is rapping to them to get their feedback. Oh, there you go. All right, Carl. Uh, I think he's watching a movie with a fat bowl of ice cream. Oh. Okay, who's, who's going to call him? <laughs> to find out who's right? Who's, yeah, who's going to call him? him? I think that's... No, 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 no. I think we have to call him. <laughs> I think we're devoting too much time well, to a former... <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was what's Jason doing now? Are you going to call him, Ryan? No, I'm not going to call him. We'll get in a fight about Captain Marvel if I call him. <laughs> yeah, he's, he did seem to react positive, not too negative, at least, to you. I am worried about upsetting him. <laughs> upsetting him? I don't know. I don't want to. What's he going to do? I don't know. If he's eating ice cream, if Carl's right, he's in a dark place, and I don't, I don't want to add to it. All right. I'll send him a text. All right. Let's move on to mini reviews. <laughs> I, think he's, I think he's doing I think he's doing okay. <clears throat> His rap game needs work, but I think he's doing okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Andy, what, what what have you been watching non theater? Um, I uh, so Uncle Carl uh, <laughs> put on put on the voodoo. Um, the voodoo, voodoo, mm-hmm. uh, Captain America, Captain America, and uh and bohemian rhapsody and i saw both of them look at you catching up on your marvel movies i i you know what i so 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 i actually wanted to talk about this a little bit with with uh um, captain marvel but but here's kind of here's kind of the the turn that i've made on comic book movies i think one of the things that i i didn't really appreciate about comic books in their in their respective universes is is the um, is the amount of interstellar uh, sci-fi 
um, the 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 great wealth of particular superpowers that would be available to in, in that universe. And so as I as I started, um, you know, as I looked at like like Iron Man back in the day, you know, what we really had was a rich dude who who had some sort of thing that he that was inserted into his heart or something like that. I don't know the whole the whole deal, right? <laughs> yeah, you're you're close. And then, but then when, but then when, like, then when you start getting like. Like the the one that really threw me was Thor. Here's a here's a, a prince or a king or something from an entirely separate planet that has this special hammer, and I just went, okay, I don't, I'm lost. And and but now that I've now that I've I've been forced to see or acquiesced to seeing um, the Avengers. As I'm going back, I'm, think, I'm, I'm realizing, oh no, 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 it's 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 okay. Yeah, there's all kinds of people that come from all kinds of different planets. This is more Star Trekian. There's there there are different worlds and different dimensions, and and it's okay that Thor and uh, the Hulk and um, you know all these characters that I thought were Earthbound are are all in the same deal together so it's 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 kind of made it it's expanded my my willingness um to 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 set aside um you know plot problems or um i don't know that kind of stuff i I don't know it's just been more enjoyable for me because i've I've realized how expansive the universe actually is isn't isn't perspective one of the most powerful things we have agency wise it is yes that's pretty deep yeah yeah sure <laughs> well no, no so uh, so so if i so, so as i have to think about it like an intelligent way to say that i think i think as i looked at comic books and comic book heroes in the past with my with my very limited understanding i looked at them with a very human earth bound perspective and so things that were outside of my human experience, outside of my earth experience, seemed far-fetched, ridiculous, stupid, unintelligible. But now that, as, now that I've seen that that's part of the universe, that that's part of the DC, part of the Marvel expanse, it, it, it's, it's easier for me to set that aside. What did what did you? I'm proud of you. I don't know. My, my, and my four year old loves it. <laughs> what do you think of Bohemian? Yeah. Uh, well, let me finish on. Let me finish oh, on okay. Captain America. Um, Captain America, I thought was was it's 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 good. It's fine. Um, it was it that one was a little long for me. Like it didn't hold my interest very well but i but i appreciate the origin story and 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 understanding that i thought the cgi work on him making uh chris evans look diminutive mm-hmm. and and uh and, and weak that however whatever cgi they did on that that was yeah. pretty amazing I thought. the first time i saw that movie i wasn't really all that impressed but it has grown on me over the years to where it's one of my favorites 
I thought I thought the love story that he had with that gal was um, really quite really quite yeah. beautiful. Um, that that uh, I, I guess that unresolved love story, but anyway, but I I liked it. And I'm you know I I still there's so so I have like I have like this now this I have a handful of origin stories that I that I sort of understand, <laughs> and then and then I watched the first Avengers, but that was really still it's kind of its own origin story, and then I haven't watched. What was the second Avengers called? Age of Ultron. Okay, I haven't seen Age of Ultron. Is the next one Civil War? Uh, it's like Avengers Light. That's actually the third in the Captain America trilogy. Okay, I haven't seen that one, and I haven't seen Civil War. And then I have, then I so so where I sort of picked up in the universe after all of that was I've seen Ragnarok. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and then you know obviously the new ones. So I have a little bit of catching up to do, but I feel like I'm I feel like I've got a a, a little bit greater depth of knowledge now in the MCU. Just make sure you don't miss the second Thor. Oh yeah, must see Thor Dark World. Which one's that one? That's just called no. Dark World. Dark must World? see. I mean, put that on your watch it tonight. I don't care if you have to go to bed and work tomorrow. You got to get to that right away as a priority. Well, Carl doesn't have that on his voodoo. The voodoo? Don't don't I? Well, power I'll of the like <laughs> You have Ragnarok, but you don't have Dark World. That's somebody was with me, William. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Also, Andy, I don't know if anyone was picking up on it. I'm joking. I, if you actually stay up tonight, don't watch. No, that. it's a sh- movie. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, I gotta add that note. Two edits tonight. <laughs> Sorry about that. Damn it, fellas! It's alright. <laughs> We're gonna get fined by the FCC. I I... Well, well, what's cool is that uh... no, doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> so, what did you think about Bohemian Rhapsody? Um, I still haven't seen it. Oh, dude, you gotta fix that. You need to see. It's it's um. So I've I've always liked Queen. Yeah. Uh, um. Love the music. Didn't know, you know, didn't know a ton about the story other than, you know, I know, I know about Freddie Mercury. I know that he was gay. I know that, I know that he died of AIDS. Um, spoiler. Is <laughs> that no, spoiler? It's not. Did you? That's that's like that's like that's like when we're talking about Lincoln and and announcing to the. Hey, oh, I don't know what happened to Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Lincoln. <laughs> uh, but uh, this was this was a this was a this was an interesting biopic. It is. I, I think it's fair to say that this isn't this wasn't a Best Picture winner for me. This wasn't the 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 actual. The actual plot, the actual storytelling in this, I thought was uh, um, uninspired, or I don't know. Maybe that maybe that might be too harsh, but I, it wasn't. It wasn't a particularly compelling story. What it did, though, was the the writing was brilliant at showcasing some of um, the idiosyncrasies. Of, of of their lead of of uh, Freddie Mercury. Um, Did you think he deserved best actor? Yes, 
Yeah, that was a no-brainer for me. Yes, and I, I, and I, and I, when 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 Ramy won, uh, I had, you know I hadn't seen this obviously. When Ramy won, I thought, oh really, 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 over um, you know over over some of the other nominees that I thought were just fantastic. But after having, I mean, this is a if you had Daniel Day Lewis, who's who's our who's our you know one of our one of our easy go tos for saying this is what a character actor is. Um, but as you see, as you as you watch this movie, you lose you lose Rami Malek in his portrayal of Freddie Mercury, and you just see Freddie Mercury. Yep. And it's I mean it's it's absolutely incredible. Totally agree. Um, and and it's you know the little bit the the, the few things you've seen of Freddie Mercury in in, in your past as you watch. Um, Malik portraying those, you go, oh yeah, that 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 that's that's spot on. I mean, it's it's bold and it's in your face and it's it's loud and uh, I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. And the teeth, the teeth. I mean, just it, it is, it's it's crazy. It's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and and I love the music. You, when you're when you're watching this kind of a film, you, you can't wait to get to the songs. And it's it's it, it is very musically driven. Um, yeah, you see all what all that they put into Bohemian Rhapsody, the song, and it's yeah. like wow. Yeah. Um, one of the cool featurettes on um, on the disc though, or on the on the thing, does they have the full twenty minute? live aid performance yeah have you watched that the the ones that they shot no they shot the full so right. they they shot a a full recreation of live aid right i haven't watched the whole thing yet um so it includes two extra songs right yeah the full original one was 24 minutes so yeah and it's a beat for yeah. beat anyway, really cool. reshot almost isn't it yeah yep yeah that's what i understand i, I mean I, I didn't watch it side by side with the original that's too cool there's um, a youtube yeah. video that, that someone did that they put the two videos side by side and you can see how they matched it hmm. uh, really cool anyway uh bohemian rhapsody really fun i and and i you know what i gotta say um i'm glad that they kept it pg-13 um like we, he, you know, we deal with his sexuality as a main component of the film, but I'm I'm glad that they were able to handle that in 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 a manner that doesn't alienate doesn't alienate uh, teenagers, you know that that isn't it's not a it's 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 not porn it's not yeah um, it doesn't get graphic or anything yeah. Uh, and anyway, I thought that was I thought that was uh, I thought that was nice. So, well, maybe I'll have to yeah. watch it. You should. Okay, that's what I got. Uh, William, how about you? What have you been uh, watching? You know, in a small version, like mini. That's what we call them, mini reviews, right? Right. Sorry. Because <laughs> they're tiny. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, well, I 
I watched the Umbrella Academy, which we the were one, all going to... The one time, dude. The one time. Right. The one right. time Usually... I actually had something to say. And you just... You... I'm, I'm just messing with you. I liked your I liked your content. It it was it was very it was very nice. Also, when we went over last time, I do want to remind Carl he was the one who brought seven like feature reviews. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, since it's only two weeks, it's we true. have a lot to cover. So That's we're gonna right. have to re we're gonna have to rethink timing or how much we cover. I guess if we want it to be shorter. Anyway, Umbrella Academy. I don't know if you all want to go over that. Other than that, which, Ryan, whenever you want to do that, it was Norseman, which I absolutely, I've only seen like six or eight episodes, but I am in love with this show. Oh, on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Um, I, it's very, of course, uh, it, uh, maybe if, you, if people have seen the, the movie banner or icon that's on Netflix, you this looks, you know, I'll never watch this looks dumb. Maybe they think it's like, I think there's another Viking show on, I don't know if it's Nat Geo or History Channel. There's like a Viking show that's like a serious drama, right? Yes. You guys seen that? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not that at all. It's basically, I don't know, like Monty Python kind of British comedy. I mean, it's not, it's obviously, I think it's all filmed in, in uh, I don't know if it's Norway or wherever. It's hilarious. Home, right? And it is so good. It is so witty. It is so funny. Um, I can't recommend it higher. So that's my short review of Norseman. Uh, other than that, it's just the Umbrella Academy, but I don't know if that's its own special review for everybody. Did everybody end up watching Umbrella Academy? I know I've seen it. I, I didn't get a chance yet. God, you, God damn it, Carl. <laughs> no, but I did see five feature reviews, so. That's good. <laughs> Was, uh... I didn't. I went into Norseman because I had just finished watching uh, Vikings on History Channel. Oh right! And, so you were like, and I was like, "Let's get some." Yeah, I saw that there was like a Viking show on Netflix. I was like, "Oh, cool!" I'll just like double dip in a little Viking action. And I, I didn't realize it was like like a comedy until I mean, and I was like, "Oh, that seems out of place." <laughs> right. And then it was like, oh, wait, maybe, like, this is obviously the point. It's like a send-off of this. Uh, I love, I think it is, I, I agree with you. I can't recommend it higher. Yeah, it's it's good. Uh, I liked it, although I don't have, I don't know how they're going to withstand the, uh, the ravages of Thanos. <laughs> uh... I think you're. Is Thanos is Thanos powerful enough to go between universes? I think you're crossing the streams, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would say he can. So 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 can so can so like could Thanos could Thanos kill Superman? Well, Thanos should if they should actually invite him to come across into the DC universe and destroy it so they can properly reboot it. Oh yeah, that actually wouldn't make sense. <laughs> you know, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious if they just started rebooting the films, and then when somebody asked them, they just said, well, "Thanos killed half of everybody." No, so seriously, Ryan, do you know which stone would allow him to jump a universe, like a reality? Is it? I'd probably be the uh, probably a combination. I'd say the space and reality stones. Yeah. 
Those those are the ones with the lawyers that can make the uh, correct the, the appropriate cross promotion happen. Correct. That's yes. The reality it would, stuff. It would be payback because I read that uh, DC sued Marvel when Captain Marvel first came out because they said it was too similar to Superman. Hmm. Oh, like when the actual yeah, the, when the comic book came out. The, the when the comic yeah. book came out. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's 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 their answer to Superman. So. Got to be honest, I'd way rather make out with Captain Marvel than Superman. But come on, man, Dean Kane. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is that Dean Kane? Is, is that Dean Kane? Uh, that's uh, send a nickel to John Mulaney's favorite charity. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, I haven't really watched a lot of anything, to be honest. Um, that we haven't already talked about. I've been doing a lot. I rewatched. We rewatched uh, Haunting of Hill House um, after mm. just finishing it. It's uh, very fun on a second watch because you don't realize how much they actually just laid out in front of you the first time hmm. uh, that you just didn't catch because you didn't know you were supposed to catch it. Um, so if you have seen it, I would recommend watching it again. Huh. And then uh, what else? Um, trying to think what else we watched. It wasn't much anything. We haven't really been in front of the TV the last couple of weeks. It's been uh, it's been pretty busy around here. So I, yeah, I think I'll just uh, haunting a hill house. I know we sat down and watched it. So we'll go with that. <clears throat> and that's how you do a mini review. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. <laughs> how about you, Carl? Uh, I saw Stars was free this weekend, so I caught up with. Because uh, of the no job. I saw the. Cause, like no, because it like was free income, and it's, it's the like weekend. An, it's like an income based uh, <laughs> subscription. No, even if I was rich, I wouldn't pay for Stars. Um, <laughs> but I saw the recent remake of Papillon with uh, Charlie, Ooh, Charlie Hunnam and uh, Rami Malik. It was good. I, I've actually never seen the original, so I, I didn't realize that the story was true. Um, the guy who it happened to actually wrote a book that was a bestseller in 1970. Was that, uh, who was in the original? That was Hoffman and... Hoffman and uh, Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen. Yeah. So it makes me want to see the original now. Hey, and then Rami Malek played Freddie Mercury in Queen. <laughs> yeah. That's that is ironic. Yeah. It's it, Oh wait, no, no, it's not. That's just coincidence. It's, it's just coincidence. <laughs> um and uh then I saw I saw a favorite of mine from 1982, Ron Howard's second di- directorial effort which is called Night Shift with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton. Ah yes, and uh, if, if you guys haven't seen that, it's got Shelley Long in it as well, and it's it's actually quite funny. I like Night Shift, and that's all is I got. Anything like Night? Is anything like Night Court? No, no, no. It's two geeky guys who decide to run uh, a brothel out of the city morgue. <laughs> so nope. 
That's a hard no. It's, it's nothing it's like more, it. It's more, it's more stand by me, really. <laughs> that couldn't be less like Night Court. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have not seen this. Is it streaming on something like on the major uh, streaming maybe. ones or no? I, it was on Stars. That's how I saw it again. Uh, oh, right. I'm sorry. Okay. If you lose your job, stars. then Stars is free. Is it? Why? It's income based. <laughs> stars? It's not. Yeah, it's like your it's like your student loan payments. You can get a forbearance. Uh, okay. That's cool. I didn't know that. Good for stars. It's not true. But Good for stars. <laughs> we can only get poor people to watch our crap. <laughs> <laughs> Although they did have black sales, which was phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever seen Black Sales. I would stars. recommend Black Sales if you haven't seen we, it. We are actually looking for sponsors, so Stars, uh, sorry. Oh, speaking of sponsors, uh, did anyone hear my your advertisement for those uh, boots that you said you liked so much? Uh, the advertisement? Yeah, I put an actual personally made advertisement for those. What, what were they called? I should know. The I made Lost Fortuna Solars? Yeah, so uh, I don't have access, or I haven't looked at the email. Ryan, did anyone did that company email us and say? I, we'll sp- <laughs> I did not see an email by them. No. <laughs> okay, so I, I hope we do get it because for the listeners, if they are following this, which I am sure they are not, uh, they are seven hundred dollar <laughs> boots, which blew my mind when I was researching them, and I was like, "Holy crap! That's the most expensive boots I've ever ever seen." I even, hope they're worth it. They're not even close to being the most expensive. I'll send you. I'll, I'm gonna send you some links while it's not my turn to talk. Okay. So, William. Yeah, sir. Do, do, do you have Amazon Prime? I do. So you can watch Night Shift if you sign up for seven free se, seven day free trial of Stars through Amazon Prime. You could watch it and then just cancel. <laughs> Is it worth it for that one movie? I'm gonna save, yeah, I'm gonna save my seven days. Yeah, for I, I, that's, that, that you'd have to make that call. Do you think it's a in the five dollar bin, Walmart? Might I'm be. Sure it is. Yeah. All right, I'll go. I'll go bin diving. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's fun. It's like some of my own only interaction with other humans, and you know, sometimes you- our el- our elbows touch while we're trying to get the same crappy movie. When you go when you go to the uh, when you go to dive in the bin, right? You have to in, unless you wait your turn. I've seen some people like if I'm in there, they'll you know they might be intimidated by, by me because I'm really going down, and they're like, I'll just wait till this freak finishes what he's doing before I start browsing in here. <laughs> I don't think I I've always I've always stayed away from that bin. I don't know why. Because of people like me. I think that might be it. <laughs> it's like, it a, it's like it. a dirty alleyway. It's like we're the, you know, those, uh, you know, what they call like street dogs. You know, we find, we're waiting for that meat, that chicken bone. <clears throat> Try to get it first. I always feel like when I go looking through that bit, like you ever like, um, like gotten that handful of change out of your cup holder and your hands just dirty. <laughs> That's what that bin feels like to me <laughs> it does it does feel like, or like when like when you when you remove the cabinet because you got a little water damage underneath and you you, you stick your hand in to pull off that sheetrock and you go ah, ah yeah it's just like black mold i just know it 
Yeah. Right. It's always That's sticky. why I stay away. It's, it, when you stick your hand in that bin, you're like, oh, I didn't get a flu shot this year. Yeah. Well, Walmart, Walmart has them, so just go hurry to the pharmacy. <laughs> just, go, just go get it done over by the guy who's also going to tell you that you need glasses. <laughs> you're going to... You're going to want to get your flu shot and your tetanus updated before. Think, think about that for a second. You can go to this place and you can get a prescription for glasses. Your tax is done. A hot dog wrapped in a pretzel. You can get a flu shot. I mean, it's it's really an interesting place. This is America. We don't mess around. No, we don't. No, we don't. Oh, man. Carl's like, why is this funny? This is my normal day. What's what, what? Going to Walmart? I'm joking. I was just is a joke at Carl. I say Carl's like I don't get why this is funny. This is my. <laughs> <laughs> well, they got rid of the uh, Walmart greeter position, so. Yeah. It did. Yeah. So there's another job Carl can scratch off his hopeful <laughs> list. I would starve to death before I. Before you did that. that. I would. You know what? I think I'm just gonna starve to death. What an option. <laughs> oh, God, that's so there's funny. A, there's a level of dignity from which even I will not sink. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I feel so bad now. For... There, goes, there goes another potential sponsor. <laughs> Sorry, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. We had a shot. Till now. Although, although, hey, you know, maybe maybe a Big Pharma will. We've plugged tetanus shots and the flu shot, so maybe Big Pharma will. That's not where I went. I went with a listener who might be listening who does that job and was like, this podcast is the one thing that was keeping me going, but Meep. fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to edit that. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that one. You did it to yourself. <laughs> I felt bad about the other one. <laughs> oh, goodness. And Jay's probably listening to this because you know he will. And he's saying to himself, Christmas. these guys I, never. I don't miss these guys at all. These guys never felt bad about making me have to do the edit. <laughs> right. No, I think he's going to say, I'm so glad I don't have to edit that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably right. Oh, man. So what all has released in the last two weeks? I know Captain Marvel is new. I know we all saw that. But there's like a a handful of other ones, Carl, that you saw, right? How to Train Your Dragon was one of them? Yep. That, Fighting with My Family. I saw those two. Apollo 11. Oh, I thought you were just fighting with your family. (laughs) And Greta. That's the uh, documentary about Greta Gerwig, right? (laughs) It might have, could have been, yeah. It's oh, the it, no, it's the documentary about Greta Van Horn. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. Oh. Well, do you want to tell us about it, uh, Greta? Sure. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a thriller starring uh, Chloe Grace Moretz and um, I can't remember the uh, other female lead. The uh, the villain but uh greta is about um chloe grace moretz is living in new york she has a roommate and she's on the subway one day and she finds that someone has left their handbag and she brings it home goes through it and finds out who it belongs to and returns it 
and it turns into a stalking thriller, uh, crazy woman story. That's right. probably so, as far as mm. I can go without spoiling stuff. Well, I, in the trailer, I believe trailers are fair to cover, right? Or no? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she she's like helping this woman out. It's like a surrogate mom or something, and then she's helping cleaning. She goes. She finds a cupboard full of like thirty of the same purses yep. that have and have different names on them. So that she's been staging this whole thing to pretend to leave her purse so she can. In, in you know, ensnare these kind of innocent girls looking for a you know a mom or something, and so it's pretty freaky as far as the premise, you know. Yeah, and that that's where it really, you know, the music turns weird, and you know, you realize, okay, we're in the we're in that uni- we're in that universe. <laughs> We've messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it was it was not- pretty good. It was I'd give it a I'd give it a seven. Say rent it. And uh, Isabel Huppert. Hubert. Yes. Is she French or? She is. She is French. Yeah, okay. And then uh, what's next? Which ones did you guys see? Any of those? Besides, no. Marvel? The only thing I saw was Captain Marvel. Okay. Yeah, I saw the How to Train Your Dragon. I saw Fighting with the Family, and I—I I mean, you guys might have already talked about it, but I saw the Lego Movie too, which. If Andy hasn't shared his thoughts, I was dying to know because isn't the first Lego movie like the all-time greatest movie in the last like twenty years? To you, uh, I don't know that I used those words, but it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I think I was quoting you. Pretty sure, masterpiece. Wow. Yeah, that's way uh, different than what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> I, I mean, I choose my words carefully, fellas. Oh. As a lepidopterist, I, <laughs> I, uh, I have to be careful about what I say and when I say it. And I, I will, I, I will, I, I will uh, stand my ground that the Lego Movie is a masterpiece. Okay. How about this, Carl? Um, I just, I just realized something that might be funny. So I saw How to Train Your Dragon on a discount Tuesday in our state, but I had three young little boys of mine with me. Were you there by yourself? Just like uh, this? my wife came with me. Oh, okay. So that's adorable. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> it's it's totally creepy if it's just you. <laughs> Should we uh, do that one next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I uh, I didn't see it, but uh, Rob Bass saw it on a date night with his fiance, and uh, uh, he said he really liked it. It is. It's good. It's uh, it's um. If you've seen the trailer, you you know you see that Toothless finds a uh, finds himself a a hottie to chase, uh, and uh, they they run into a new group of uh, guys who uh, like to trap and and kill dragons, and so they're kind of dealing on two fronts there, and uh, they realize that they need to move from their home because it's gotten so overcrowded with dragons and, and uh, yeah, hilarity ensues. And this one visually they, is they, stunning. Did they bring back uh, Gerard Butler in this they, one? They do in, in flashback. Oh, did, okay. did his character die? Spoiler alert. In the second one, I assume I haven't watched the second one in forever. So I, since he, since it was I only, I never watched it. 
Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, I think he dies in the second gets, one. Gets, uh, huh. gets blasted by Toothless when Toothless is under control of the Alpha in How to Train Your Dragon Two. I don't know how I know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I if I don't know about you guys, uh, Ryan. I'm I actually don't know how you do it, but when you have young kids, you end up watching a lot of kid things, or at least you're uh, somehow you can't avoid them to a certain extent. And these are I, above par. Like, there's a lot of kid shows that yeah. are just unbearable to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes, there's William. I don't know about you, but there's there's a handful where like, I, you know what? I'm not going to take my kids to see that in the theater because I know I'm going to want to buy it, <laughs> and I'll just I'll just save the money <laughs> and we'll just buy it and I'll get to watch it at home. Right. Well, my situation was uh, my wife was uh, had to stay late. Uh, at work until six, and I'm like, "Oh, great! What the crap am I gonna do for that long? I've got to figure out how to entertain these monkeys." So I, I just took them to a movie. That's that's how I got through my day. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I use uh, Robitussin and Ethernet. <laughs> uh, well, that's one way. Uh, but anyway, so I believe so. The first two are high quality, and they, but but the reason I actually enjoy them and re- would rewatch them with my kids is I believe they have a great message like the kind of the meaning of the story the themes are very uh, I think relevant for the rest of not only their lives but are relevant for adults too you know obvious biases and and things that we think have to happen but are like we mentioned earlier just perspectives that we think you know are are permanent and if we just shift them, then we can do great things, basically. Uh, I, you know, and I'm being a little vague because the themes are hard to talk about without spoilers. But this third one, I it went into a place that I just didn't see coming. I thought it was going to be a, a theme that I've seen, uh, you know, hundreds of times in movies. Uh, but it's, it, you know, it's. I mean, this isn't new, but for for the show, it's a theme about being able to let go of something that you deeply love that you think is kind of a part of you permanently but you realize does he have to throw a rock at toothless and say go away i never loved you it is totally uh harry and the henderson's moment (laughs) yeah and i find it beautiful and touching i mean i know it's all silly dragons and and whatever but i i do think they do that because it's easier for humans to consume it and let them be teachable if it's you know something that's separated from their day-to-day it's easier to start letting it in i have noticed that's why fantasy and science fiction is so universal <laughs> so anyway highly recommend it too so what would you give it well i'm going with a highly recommend it or don't recommend or i recommend it for these people this is a whole new game plan uh, I'm just not. Sorry if I upset anyone. I don't. I don't. I don't know what number to give it. I don't. I don't really want to give it a number. It's not rocket science, dude. It's between one and ten. It's one and ten. <laughs> right. Say, say seven and a half. If you want. Right. I'll say. I'll say again. I. I can. I can be more aggressive. Uh, I. I disagree with the entire concept of giving this a film a number. So give it a letter grade. Why the hell did we hire him? Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. This is going to be just the first of some things that I, oh, I just okay. have to. 
have to change it, man. I'm, I'm I don't care what you guys. I don't care if you guys rate it, but I don't. I don't. Fi I don't find any value. You know what? I know what I think we should do. Everyone has their own ratings. That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm giving uh, it an just eight. Let me know what your rating system is. I'll post it in the show notes. All right, I'll even okay. go farther. If you don't know what to do based off everything I just said and the fact that I said I had to recommend it, and you're like, if you don't give me a number, I don't know what to do, then you're an Shove your head back in the ground, and I'll take a cow prod and I'll you through the nine circles of hell. Wow. I'm right. <laughs> spit on, spit on our audience, why don't you? It is harsh. I thought I thought I was the only one who would call our our uh, listenership. Andy thinks I'm a fence sitter, and this is me showing you I am not. So I give it an eight, and I tell everyone go see it in the theater. It is visually stunning, and it's a good story. Wow, that was really hard. I All broke right. a sweat. Sorry, William. You know. <laughs> That one is for Andy. Oh. How, about, right. uh, how about fighting with your family? Is that good? It looked terrible. It, it's not terrible. It's not. It, um, it's, no. it's paint by numbers. You know, it's a story you've seen a thousand. It's Rocky for the wrestling folks almost. And I thought Vince Vaughn steals the show, believe it or not. And no, uh, as, he, as he does. Believe it. Yeah. Doesn't he usually steals the show. But, uh, I mean, the dude. First of all, the dude can yeah. say more words than anyone else. It's hard. It's it's hard to compete. Yeah, it's the perfect that. role for him too. You know, his snarkiness and, um, but it's the story of of a family who grew up as huge wrestling fans, and their daughter gets a chance to get into the WWE, which uh, she obviously does, and 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 does well. Uh, yeah, so this is obviously based off uh, a true story, and that means almost nothing just by saying that. Fargo being a great example. <laughs> true. Uh, so, but but at the end of this movie, there are the during the credits they kind of uh, you know they push them to the side and they show some videos of the actual family in their environment. Like this wasn't made. Well, I actually I just assumed it was home videos. But they look, not only do they look pretty much exactly how these characters were in the <clears> film, <throat> but they are also like acting, like they're sitting the same way. They're, inter like they're uh, engaging with each other in, a, in the same way. You know, like, for example, they always show these shots in the living room where the husband's in a lazy boy and the wife's always like on the arm, uh, the arm part of it, like kind of like leaning on her husband. And it, it's just, you know something you do when you're directing to say this is how we want you guys interacting but you know when I saw that that's what they were literally how they interacted with each other in, rea in real life I was like that is so awesome that they yeah. went to that kind of detail now this doesn't really matter but I just I felt like it was it made it more real it took from this is based off a true story meaning kind of almost nothing to oh like they really were trying to represent what kind of people they were and what kind of people they are and you know they're very interesting people i'm not really big into that world but i loved watching this movie like it was just a little bit like it was just enough that i could take about yeah. wrestling fanatics 
uh, on that end. But also, you know, I loved the story of uh, it's got a lot of heart. I mean, Stephen Merchant, uh, the co-creator of the office, the original <clears throat> office with Ricky Gervais, you know, is the one who produced this, and he has a small role in it, which he I wrote and directed. Hilarious. It, yeah. Um, and oh yeah, right, and wrote and directed. But um, I think it's got a lot of heart. Uh, it is not a. I don't think it's a bad movie, but like my wife didn't want to see it because she just doesn't have any interest in wrestling. So that was hard for her. But um, she at the end she basically appreciated like kind of really what it's about and the heart of the story uh, makes it worth it. You know. So other than uh, Nacho Libre, this is her second favorite wrestling. No, oh, that's movie, good. That's what she said. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's my review. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> After Nacho Libre. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah, it's a great that's a great scale. The uh that's how I'm gonna review my movies, actually. That's how I'm gonna rate them. That's my I'm comparing all of them to Nacho Libre. So Carl's gonna say, like, oh that movie was an eight, and I'm gonna say it's whatever wherever Nacho Two Libre nachos. is, it's seventeen above that. <laughs> It's, it's it's nachos with carne asada. I'll say, asada. did you like Nacho Libre? And they'll say, yeah. And I'll say, better. Better. It's better than that. Yeah, That's this one, I'd give it a seven and All say right, what rent you, it. What do you guys rate fighting with your family? Like Redbox? Like do a thing? Yeah, or wait for Netflix. It's 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 a it's a one and done watch, you know? Okay. Don't buy it. Don't buy it then. Yeah. I, I wouldn't buy it. Mine's a, uh, let's see, the, the phrase is a high priority rental is what some people say. Mine's a medium, like uh, this is a movie you can watch on date night. It's touching. It's fun. It has a lot of funny moments. Uh, so it's a medium priority? Sure. Is that a thing? Are, right. are, are dates with your wife only a medium priority for you? Uh, the movies we watch often are. <laughs> Okay, so the, the last the last feature review before we get to Captain Marvel, I'm telling you guys, I'm ordering all of you guys, go see this in the theater before it goes away. You've got to see this movie, Apollo 11. In fact, if you haven't seen First Man, skip First Man and go see this instead because it's 10 times better. Wow. It is... Mm. It's it's quite possibly the best documentary I've ever seen. Is this the one where they fake the moon landing? Yes, they fake it so well it's real. Um, but this this when you see the footage, you're blown away because it looks like it was shot yesterday. They found something like thirty thousand hours of footage, and there's there's no narration. Every every bit of talking is the people who are in the film. And you see it from the planning stages um, all the way to the landing and then getting back home. And they do some brilliant stuff, like when when some tense moments are happening on the screen, they'll add little bits of data to give you a feel of, of like, once they leave Earth's orbit, they show you how fast the rocket's going. When it's getting ready to land, they show the last two minutes before they land and they show the amount of fuel as it's depleting and how much they had when they landed left. Um, but it, the, the soundtrack, the sound effects, 
and the music it's uh, it's just mind-blowing how well this thing is it's it's a 10 easy uh go please go see it in the theater and i will buy it day of then i'm not gonna see it in the theater yes you are dickhead go see it in the theater I can't see which theater. Is it in, like, Cinemarks here? Yeah, where is it? It's at the Megaplex. I'm actually looking. It's at, it was at, it was at Geneva, and it also, I, th- I think it's at uh, Thanksgiving Point. Mm. Well, I'm going to see it so that I don't there have to go. see First Man. So, I'm in. I doubt I'll even have it available near me to see, but I will try. I will tell you I will try. It, I, I would even say, Ryan, it'd be worth a drive to Indianapolis. Yeah. That's How long is that drive? Five, hour and a half. Oh, is it, I didn't realize that was that long. It's still worth it. It's 100 miles. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. So are we ready to marvel it? Well, we, you saw, uh, did anybody else see anything that wasn't Captain Marvel? No. Haven't haven't talked about it. Okay, so yeah. So Captain Marvel it is. War is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. Never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion, big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here, but I can't tell if it's real. We have no idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. We need you. I'm not what you think I am. Should we start with the, I don't want, I know this, I'm not supposed to do this, but I really want to start with Jason's text to us all that started a, (laughs) just a crap story. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Can I read it, Ryan? Right. So Jason says, he basically hates the movie. It, it mostly sucks. And then he says, here is my tweet. Cause he probably knows. Well, Ryan, you, you might be on Twitter, but you know, he knows the rest of us didn't see it. So it says captain Marvel. Ugh. Sorry, but it's probably my least favorite Marvel movie, even below Thor, the dork world. Breeze action training pays off and she has charm, but this story is alienating and nonsensical. She's a D-grade superhero whose powers are 
burst of photon beams. J. <laughs> and you guys you guys destroyed him. <laughs> right? In text. Well, I didn't. I hadn't seen it, so All right, so Andy and, and Ryan went 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 hard against Jay. To the point where I was like, whoa, there's a lot going on. Because he's because he's wrong. He's stupid. He's just wrong. <laughs> like I honestly, I'm not. N- n- this is. I'm cool with people. This isn't me feeling it. like feminist or no. anything like that. It has nothing to do with. And it. I'm totally cool with people's opinions of art. It's way subjective, and we're going to have this argument on Geekcast Live on Wednesday because Nick is he'll never he's never seen anything that he likes. Uh, he calls me Mister. I give it a nine. <laughs> <laughs> but they're just they're just Jay is just wrong. It is and, and on like and on so many levels he was wrong. So here here's here's my tweet. Let's hear it. Um I said uh Captain Marvel eight out of ten the humor saves what at times is a silly story but still fun overall. That's that's pretty good. That's a pretty damn good review. <laughs> Jay, Jay's I, issues were that she she didn't like her mohawk. That he I don't like. I think the mohawk's silly. Well, it's it's iconic. It's costuming. It's costuming, and that's that's an iconic Captain Marvel look from the comic books. It'd be like, and 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 if that's what we're nitpicking is the fact that she had a mohawk. <laughs> it'd be like if you didn't like if it'd be like if you didn't like su- Superman's red underwear. I can't believe she wore a nine-inch nail shirt. Come on, right? Yeah. Then she has he has a problem with her photon beams out of her hands. It's what's the only thing Iron Man's done now for seven movies. Yeah, that's her superpower. Right. Why am I defending? Why, why, yeah, it, it, it blows me away that I have to be the one defending or have to be on the the bandwagon of the – or the bandwagon. I have to be among those who are defending Captain Marvel and not even being a comic book guy myself. Right. She's amazing. She, she's an amazing character, and I, 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 have, I have every confidence that she's going to play a critical role in, um, in uh, uh, the Avengers Endgame. Yes, it'll be. She'll play a very critical role in the in yeah, that uh, yeah. in, in game for sure. It's set up. But we already know that for right. sure, right? Yeah. I, I, Do we know that? We know that. Yeah. I mean, I know she's there, but no, it's they don't they don't have all this effort into that stupid two way pager, whatever that means. <laughs> and you know, trust me, I you know when you're a filmmaker, I see all I see is dollar signs and amounts. Like there's that shot. You guys remember Fight Club where you like like a catalog he walks into his apartment and then like can visualize the cost of everything in his apartment and it pops up on the screen it's yeah. just such a cool shot mm-hmm. yeah that's how i am with movies if i don't if it doesn't get shut down and for them to film all of these there was a stinger at the end of that the first uh uh what's it it's, uh, uh, infinity, uh, War. infinity wars infinity wars you don't just, you know you don't yeah. just you don't film all that so i didn't know what that was all about i, I mean i remember you know, Nick Fury almost getting in his F word. Um, <laughs> right. That was funny. 
I mean, I didn't know what it meant. To, uh, I didn't even know who what it meant at all. I'm just saying they don't film it unless it meant something. And then I was like, oh, okay, now there's this movie. That's who he was sending well, a text to. Oh, that she must they, she must play a key role. But then in, when you see this movie, oh, clearly in, they're even following more with this pager. This pager plays a major role, and so does she. And then there's another stinger where she shows up playing. She basically in the mid credit stinger. It it shows her playing the key role. She goes. She's there. So yeah, we're not it, assuming. It, uh, I, the uh, from what I understand from the timing of this, she, they, I think they knew she was Captain Marvel before they started filming uh, Infinity Wars. Am I wrong about that, right? What do you mean? Like the Brie Brie yeah, Larson? She's, she's, she's yeah. Like she, she said she. If if I'm remembering the interview that I saw, she's she's known. Um, she she's known that she was Captain Marvel for. I believe like, she was cast before Infinity War. Yes. Yes. Yeah. For sure. That's that's crazy. I uh. That they were able to keep up that. At, at they all do. They do have to plan these movies quite a bit ahead just because right. of the complexity yeah. and the yeah the continuity of everything. But she is amazing, by the way. I absolutely loved her. I loved her style, her kind of witty, yes. snarky remarks. I thought she was brilliant. That's yeah. The the humor for me is what made this movie because there's yeah. enough silly bits that the humor kind of shows that it is has the ability to tongue in cheek laugh at itself. You know. Yeah. Now I don't know what in the world, Jay. And I guess we shouldn't just keep going back to this, but I did cause it. But he says alienating. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. And I don't know. Well, she's 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 from an alien planet. Ultimately. <laughs> Maybe that's what he means. Yeah. Any I movie love, with an alien is alienating, technically. I love too how this movie. I love without giving it away that the, the major twist in it that you don't see coming. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And then the. the the comic book guy in me and, you know, projecting future Marvel movies, that came as kind of a shock to me. That was the biggest shock of the movie to me. And that's the argument we've been having over at GeekCast Live is, you know, Nick doesn't want to go see the movie because he feels like he's already seen it because he's seen the trailers. And he knows there's no stakes because he knows she's going to be in the next set of movies. And so why would I even watch it? And I, I text him when I left the theater. I said, man, you don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. You're making a mistake yeah. not seeing this movie. It is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not the best. I have a tendency to watch a Marvel movie and say, that's the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. But it's I'm fresh out of the theaters watching it, and it's new, and it's fun to see these characters come to life. But uh, this isn't that. This is definitely not worse than Thor: Dark World. Um, <laughs> this is a top. This is a top tier Marvel movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I really liked it. And I, it's not. I like. I liked it too. I thought it was. And that, here's the thing. This is. I think this one is a really good discussion uh, because I do tend to judge movies a lot on a few things. One, does it hold up by itself? Is it is it like a film that you can just go and watch? That that doesn't mean if it if that's the only parameter, but that is a parameter I often go to. Also, does it follow its own rules? Uh, if it sets up a rule, is it consistent? I think those are valuable, legitimate ways to look at 
uh, you know, any sort of fantasy or science fiction. Again, there can be things that like offset it. Uh, you know, certain things can be better, and maybe kind of if it bends its own rule, you kind of forgive it. If other things are top notch, but it's still there. And Jason, of course, thought it 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 broke all of these rules. And Ryan, you had a response that I thought was fascinating, where you're like, "Why can't there just be a movie that exists where?" Or, or he was Jason always says like I don't I shouldn't have to read twenty five comic books to be able to understand this comic book movie. But you're like, why not? Why can't there be a, a movie that's made for the fans that they know what's going on? And I was like, that's interesting. It's almost like it's almost like he he watched the first twenty minutes and said, well, I don't understand how this fits, and then walked away because. I don't know anything about Captain yeah. Marvel. I'd never even heard of I'd never even heard of her until this movie uh, was being promoted. I had no idea how she was going to fit into the MCU. Right. And when I started watching the film, I was very confused. I knew I knew that I knew that this was an origin story that was going or I believed that this was an origin story that was going to lead up to her place uh, in the um uh, in the end game um, and that they're calling her Captain Marvel is uh, sort of led me to believe that she would be important. Um, but, but, but her, her, they, they flushed that out in this. I didn't feel like there were any, that, that there were any hidden gems that I needed to have read all of the comic books to, 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 to really understand and appreciate her character. I I agree. <laughs> That's just visual comprehension of, of, of it. I, yeah, I, I I don't read comics either, and I wasn't I wasn't lost. I didn't I didn't know her whole story when I first started watching it, and they did a they did a very I thought they did a very artful job of of giving us a non um, a non chronological non linear uh, uh, origin story for her. That I, that I thought was really it was re- there was there was some some wonderful payoffs to all of that, right? Right. It was I, it was very it was very well done. I and she's a cool character. I, I she's super cool, man. Yeah, that's she's just cool. Yeah. I like I I like the cut of her jib. It's just she was just and young Nick Fury is. Is incredible. I thought Sam Jackson did a great job playing a young version of his yeah, brooding yeah. self. Yeah, um, he's half the humor. Yeah, and Goose. I mean, come he's on, the flirting. If Goose isn't isn't great, now it is weird that because in the comics that character is comic accurate, except that in the care in the in the books his name is Chewie. Chewie, uh, <laughs> named after Chewbacca. Oh. And it's weird that Disney made the change to Goose, and I understand the change to Goose because it's a it's a Top Gun reference, right? And there, that's what she is. She's a she's a fighter pilot. But uh, I I thought it, I thought it was really funny to name a cat Goose. <laughs> well, I just think it's I think it's weird that Disney did that, even though the, I mean they own the rights to Chewbacca, they could have just left it in there. So yeah. kind of a weird deal, but I mean I. I I saw this with my sister and the second time because the first time you see the cats like in a in a dream thing and the second time it showed it I immediately turned to my sister and said what the hell's going on with this cat because I, I didn't know anything but 
I again filmmaking. You don't you don't show close ups of a cat multiple times for no reason. It, you know, unless you're not a very good yeah. filmmaker. Like they're trying to get people. Hey, this cat's here. It's a thing. You know, be aware of it. And so, but I didn't know. So I'm like, something's going on with this cat. <laughs> and then of course this just builds and builds and builds to a big spoiler. But well, and Marvel is super smart in what they did with this movie because it it answered like. It answered some questions that probably didn't need answered, but like Nick Fury's eye. Yeah. We know that. We get that now. And um, the way they marketed this movie, um, I didn't think that that's how he was going to lose his eye. And I'm not going to spoil it. I thought it was going to be another way entirely. And uh, the fact that that didn't play out just it yeah. was very well done and ben mendelson is awesome yes man he was awesome. as talos yeah yeah just awesome so i uh i really loved it i really really enjoyed this movie um well what about i wanted to just i wanted to explore a little bit ryan and anyone about that idea of you know, can you make a movie that's just for certain people that like because my example was going to be they make certain f- films that are just about filmmaking and, and it's so heavily based off the industry and all of like the the words and the and the the problems and, and drama that are just in the craft and, and real world life of filmmaking. Like one of the examples would be uh, like State in Maine uh, in 2000 by David Mamet. Have you guys ever seen that movie? Yes, is that with? Uh... Yes, I have seen that. Um, well, my my thing is, it's about it's you know these are called films about filmmaking or films about movies about movies, but my thing is is, I mean, there's like every other sentence is a f- industry term. It's like if you're a filmmaker, you 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 basically have to be to understand all these references. You could get the context of just any drama, I think, just by watching drama that guy's mad that person doesn't know why oh that person's lying right you can get drama but to understand kind of these the complexities or why it's deeply ironic or whatever you have to be either a filmmaker or have to have been explained in great detail why the situation is what it is and and but this film is like highly valued highly rated why is that any different than a Marvel movie? Again, I actually don't enjoy this personally. I actually wouldn't probably see it because I would be so lost. But I'm just saying as an argument, you take a Marvel movie that base. Yeah, you know, these are for the people who read these comics. These are the fans. They're going to get this. Uh, some people are going to have to play catch up to, to really understand the world we're throwing at them if they've never read the comics. Ryan, wasn't that your argument is why can't there be a movie like that for me? Yeah, I think the argument, yes, in a nutshell, that's my argument. It's that this uh, this idea that we have to make a movie for the layman um, at the expense of the audience that is informed um, so that the layman can be included, I think that that's a... Uh, I think that's a silly way to do things. I think there's a time and place for that. Um, I think it's 
maybe the idea of like when Iron Man first came out in 2008, we had to do a thing where we have to make a the superhero movie genre isn't air quotes new, but it's what we're trying to do here with this connected universe is new, right? So let's let's really downplay it and make sure we can make sure that like when my dad goes and sees Iron Man, he knows what he's watching when he's left. But it's uh, it's 2019 now. They've made almost 30 of these movies. Uh, we've known Captain Marvel's been coming for over a year. If you were just Wikipedia Captain Marvel where you were taking a crap, you'd know you'd know everything you needed to know going into it. So at a certain point, the responsibility has to shift to the viewer to be informed. And that's, that's where I don't think we have to make comic book movies for the layman. We can make a comic book movie for the comic book fan and we can include um, things that only they will get, or maybe they, you know, it's an Easter egg for them. I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And it would be okay with me if that was the norm. Well, and really, if your movie is good enough, people are going to want to know the backstory so they can fully appreciate your Correct. movie. I mean, and, and, and I've talked about this a little bit tonight. These, these, uh, the MCU is have been good enough of late that I feel like I want to go back and watch some of these so that I can understand more about what I'm, what I'm seeing in these new films. My wife does right? it. My wife does it constantly when we see these movies, cause she, she didn't grow up reading comic books. She didn't grow up. She, she's their periphery names, you know, but we'll leave a movie and she'll say, okay, so tell me about that because I want to know more about that. And it's like, cool. Let's, that's yeah. why I took you because I like to talk about this. So yeah, I, the, like, I, I remember the idea that uh, the viewer should be required to take some sort of college level class in order to know about the character before the movie. Um, that statement I think is asinine, but I also <laughs> think that there is some responsibility for you to maybe know a little bit or know that you're going to watch the movie and have to ask questions afterwards. Right. I mean, my opinion is I think all of the above is great. Uh, you make movies for a certain audience. And if you go, this is the audience we're making it for and they achieve that goal, then they are to, to me are successful storytellers, filmmakers, right? If they're like, well, we wanted to make this for Ryan's dad and Ryan's dad doesn't know what the hell's going on. Well, that that's a, kind of a fill. <laughs> right. Um, uh, so I don't think it all has to be one way. But I mean, I, I remember my wife's like, hey, this is when we were early on married. And I was I was putting that extra effort, guys. I don't know if you guys remember. If you guys maybe are still doing it, that's why maybe you have no problems. But early on, I was like, you know, my wife said my her youngest brother, she's uh, one of eight. And she really likes these stories, these books. I've never heard of them. Harry Potter. I'm like, I know it sounds stupid. And uh, I want to take them to go see the movie that they made of it. And I'm like, kill me. I don't. I would never do this ever. I hate the idea of doing this. I'm not good with kids. We didn't have kids yet. Um, and then I saw a trailer. I actually saw a trailer. It had John Williams music. And I loved it. I like, that's a really catchy 
kind of a good tune. All right, I'll go just for John Williams. <laughs> um, you know, and it's a kids movie, but I immediately on the drive home, I'm asking her little brother, who's probably like I don't know, ten or something, about a hundred questions. How does this world work? Who's this? What does this mean? You know, I am so sucked in. I know you guys. I think you guys are a Harry Potter haters, or at uh, least Jay was. Jay I love was. Harry Potter. I love Harry yeah, Potter. Just Jay. I mean, okay. I, I, oh, good. I, I have. I, I would never send my children to Hogwarts because I, I think that there's no. Well, there's there's not a, there's not enough strong enough rule of law there. There's there's very little supervision. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a risk. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, but it, that's just a good example of of uh, yeah being sucked in. I think you know, and it obviously I knew it wasn't made for my age that movie, but I still was grabbed by it i wanted to know more I, I read the books i wanted to read the books um anyway i just feel like all of these examples under the sun can work and it just is a matter of who's it made for is it for you does it work for you and i think it's are you being fair ironically my last opinion on this ultimately is this movie does explain enough you're not lost you don't have to read 25 comics or to understand the premise you they clearly made this for I think a general audience that's yes at the end let's say I don't know if there's a spoiler because I wouldn't I'm not sure but uh, a, a blue guy shows up that I've seen in another Marvel movie I don't know who he is I'm like oh this guy's here I guess this is a big deal maybe this they're acting like crap this guy's gonna throw down and she throws down on him I get the premise I don't know what this means if it's a big deal that this guy showed up here but you know he I get the plot device that it was so you know and it was a very small part of the story so it holds up on its own i don't this doesn't even qualify for you have to read all the comics yeah. to even get it i don't think it is that you know, i'm glad he's gone <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh so i did i i don't know if you guys know i sent you a few pictures i didn't want to bring this up but one was a bunch of cats dressed up as superheroes and cosplay yeah uh i just in my mind because of uh being on on this uh podcast network uh i we get passes to comic-con here in utah and i had never really been and uh i'm exposed to all types of people very specific unique people who are very into certain things that I didn't know existed and I didn't know people were that into it. And apparently dressing up your cat or animal as your favorite superhero is a, is a, is a fun thing to do for some people. And I was like, oh man, I think this year's Comic-Con is going to be filled like a whole booth of cats, like cat uniforms or costumes that you can buy for them. Because of this movie, it just pushes cats up in the cosplay a lot. Hmm. You'll, you'll find when you go to conventions... Like I go to two or three of them a year. Uh, there's a there's a thing for everybody. Right. For some for, right. for some people, it's dressing their cats up as superheroes. I don't <laughs> I don't tell you. It's like it's kind of like rule. You ever heard of Rule Thirty Four? No. Well, that's the uh, rule. It's it's an internet rule. That uh, basically says that um, that if if it's a thing, there's an internet porn version of that thing, and that's kind of what conventions are for me. 
if it's a thing that could be, someone is doing it at a convention somewhere. What's the 34 referring to? Well, that's to? just rule 34. It's just a arbitrary rule number. I don't know. I don't know why it's called rule 34. That's just, it's a thing. Rule 34. Rule 33 was taken. That's probably, yeah, there was already 33 rules. <laughs> Which is what? What's rule 33, I, Carl? I, I don't know. When you go to a convention, what would be the number one rule you think for you? The number one rule that you would have for yourself, if so, or someone told you, "Okay, you, now that you're here, remember the number one, the thirty-three rule." Yeah, rule number one for me is I'm too old to dress up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love to see you dressed up. <laughs> oh, I know new new uh, new uh, new marketing campaign for us. Uh, we should before Comic Con or whatever we're calling it now. Uh, we should take we should take. Uh, payments in in uh in promise of appearing at comic-con in cosplay <laughs> so like for instance if you if you want carl to go as electra or something <laughs> you're gonna pay a crap load of money to see me Eddie. in electra yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm down. saying do not throw this out there I, I kind of like it. I get to grade it. We all have our figure. <laughs> right? we, all, we all have our. I'm going. I'm going as. Uh, I'm going as uh, uh, Tony Stark of Winterfell. Uh, Ryan, maybe you missed the the set or the premise of this. You don't get to choose. Yeah. Oh, they I don't get, get to, to choose. choose. No, they no, choose. I, no. I'm still. They choose for. I'm you. still cool with it. They choose for you. I'm okay. St- I'm still cool with it. I say go for it. <laughs> I'll have to go for the right gender bending Wolverine or something. For the the right price, uh, Ryan will fly out to our Comic Con uh, here in Salt Lake, and and we'll we'll go in whatever whatever squad (laughs) quads. Whatever whatever costume whatever costume shows the most skin, (laughs) please pick that one for me. For the the right price, like the girl from like the girl from Heavy Metal (laughs) or Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that. (laughs) <laughs> oh you couldn't pay me enough I, I i mean i know these games might be stupid but i don't you guys cannot come up with a number and i i am shallow if you i need money i'm not embarrassed to say i i would you know it's not like i don't need it but i don't think you could offer me enough money to dress up as the fifth element girl when she's first revealed which is basically <laughs> toilet paper straps or whatever yeah there's nothing there's a dollar figure for me yeah, it might it might no, it might be more me. money than our than our collective viewership could could or would come up with, but I think you could you could pay me enough money. You know, do we if we have any listeners that know how to do like some pretty sweet photoshopping, they should uh we should photoshop ourselves just like this instead of doing it. <laughs> just put our heads on her. Take a just still. Saying, I'm just saying. I, I feel like there's a I feel like there's a market we could. I'm notoriously bad at picking a dollar value for things on this show. You know, for instance, it was $15 to keep Andy off the show and it actually worked. I probably should have said 50. (laughs) So I'm not going to tell you the amount of money it would take me to get me in that costume because I, my knee jerk is, I don't know, $20. 
Oh, that's crazy. And then someone's going to throw $20 my way and I'll feel obligated to do it. Just to start at 10,000. <laughs> See, that's too high. That's too high. That's too high a price to dress up in a costume. I wouldn't even consider it at 10. You'd, it'd have to be more than that. Listen, uh, I sent you a picture of Kevin Smith, right? Did you guys know why? No. Yes, I knew I knew why when, when I saw Is it. Kevin Smith in trouble? Uh, no. So on social media, he's, he took a picture of himself and he was a wreck. He had been bawling. He, he looked like he was in an insane asylum, actually, because his hair was all crazy. And he's lost so much weight, he just looks sick. But he was he was said in this post that he just came from seeing Captain Marvel. And there's the, the Stanley cameo in it. And in this one, which I read uh, as a trivia, that apparently, um, you know, they filmed these. He's, he passed away. And they filmed a bunch of these little things for him uh, before to put in. And this is probably his third to last cameo. Uh, it says that he's going to have a cameo in Avengers Endgame and uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. But I don't know. I heard they filmed like hundreds of them. But apparently it might be only three more. But anyway, in this cameo, uh, he's on a bus and he's reading a script for a film. And it says Mallrats on it. And he's sitting there practicing his lines, trying to memorize them. And if you don't know, Kevin Smith... Uh, filmed Clerks first, and his second film, like a studio film, was called Mallrats. And at the time, he had Stan Lee. Kevin Smith's always been a huge comic book fan, huge, massive, the biggest probably. And he had Stan Lee do this cameo in there. And again, like I remember seeing it, I didn't know, even know who he was. I, I might have heard the name maybe, but I didn't know what he looked like. And he, you know, it's this, it's this kind of in like you'd have to, like Ryan said, I had to look it up, get make sure I got familiar with who Stan Lee was. At the time, it wasn't a cameo that meant anything to anyone but a comic book fan anyway so you know not are they only homaging stan lee's cameo but they're homaging kevin smith that he was the first person to put stan lee in a film as a cameo and um just the whole thing was you might no one might know this to me you have to be a film person and a comic book person to understand that whole cameo basically <laughs> so anyway it's just interesting i thought i thought it was very cool and then the uh, the opening, even the opening, uh, like Marvel title screen montage was different yeah. for Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was all yeah. it was all of it was all Stanley, which was very cool. So I, I mean, Stanley meant a lot to me, and I never met him. Uh, I can only imagine Kevin Smith going to see Captain Marvel and then seeing that, and then also seeing, you know, see your friend who has passed reading the Mallrats script. That's just cool. And the the, yeah. the first Marvel movie to come out post his death uh, was actually the PG version of Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2. And the tribute at the end is so moving. You guys need to see that. Oh, I didn't know there was one. Cool. Yeah. It's funny that you bring up Deadpool because I, uh, I think that Deadpool should going forward should replace Stan Lee as the the cameo guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it sh it should just be like it should be Deadpool uh, in Spider Man like like he's like the he's the cab driver who says like hey I'm driving here and that's just he yeah, just plays yeah. that role I think that'd be that's a perfect role <laughs> for Deadpool. 
I think Deadpool should come in at the end and cut Thanos' head off, and that like the only. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what you guys That'd are be messing great. around so long for. I guys, I'd have no problem with that. Honestly, I wouldn't even. It, it wouldn't even take me like out of the film if all of a sudden he showed up and would just killed him. Was like, God, that's all you had to do. <laughs> And then, and then, he, and then, he, and then, as he's looking, as he's looking at Thanos, he's going, "Man, you remind me of somebody." Oh, because he's because Josh Brolin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it took me a minute to get that reference. I'd be totally okay yeah. with it. Hey, so I, I'm not doing this, Ryan, but I, I, because I think I hijacked some of this. We didn't actually get like our recommendations for Captain Marvel. I'm sorry for doing that. I didn't even notice. <laughs> hey, let's give our, let's give our respective ratings. Uh, I'm going to give Captain Marvel a, an eight, uh, an eight and a half, just so I could say I didn't give it a nine. And uh, I, re- I really like to go see it in theaters. How, how many it's, uh, relative to uh, um, uh, to Nacho Libre? <laughs> relative to Nacho Libre, it's. Did you like Nacho Libre? Because that's where I have to see. This is a weird scale where I have to actually ask you a question first. So, did you like Nacho Libre? Yeah, it was okay. Okay, it's a lot better than Nacho Libre. (laughs) (laughs) Is it like Nacho Libre with guacamole or? It's Nacho Libre with, uh, it's Nacho, it's Nacho, but the margarita is just, Phenomenal! It's like Grande Nacho Libre. It's got a great margarita. All right. Well, they use those corn on a stick things in that movie. For example, like Nacho Libre, Captain Marvel has one scene or one little gag that I just find so unnecessary. It has nothing to do with the value of the film. But I always, I always call it where they have animals uh when they're especially when they're real animals and then something shocking happens and their eyes go cartoony cgi huge and go um it's the lowest form of comedy i don't do not understand they even the last jedi used it with porgs i think one hits the glass right it's the stupidest kind of gag joke i don't remember this but there's a there's there's a point where the cat experiences g-force yeah and i'm just like come on (laughs) <laughs> and in Nacho Libre, there's a point where, uh, like, some guys are bullying them on the streets, and they're eating corn, and he throws corn at one of the bad guys, and it just cuts to it sticking in his eye socket and screaming, and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> completely out of context and weird, but anyway, uh, this is way better than the Thor Dark Elf movie, which was awful to me. I thought I enjoyed this movie even better than the second Ant-Man, which was okay, I guess. And I liked Ant-Man. I don't have anything against it. I just, this one had more going on that I was more interested in. Uh, and I recommend it to anyone who likes comic book movies at all. That's great. I don't, honestly, I don't even understand. Like some people are like, this is better or worse than one. Everyone was going to town on social media with this a lot. I'm not sure what it's, why it sparks so much energy in everybody. I just, I don't get why everyone's worked up in any way about it. Anyway, yeah, I it was it was much better than I was expecting, and uh, it, it has a couple of 
issues for me, but th- they were small. And it, like I said, overall, it was fun. And uh, it's got great humor. I'm actually one of the few people who likes the second Thor. <laughs> but uh, uh, my least favorite Marvel movie is actually Iron Man 2. But um, yeah, no, this this was good. Go see it in the theaters. It's fun. It's a good time. What's your rating, Carl? I gave it an eight. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, for me, you guys, I, I can't tell you how the the I I um, I had so much fun watching this. So I had I had that situational awesomeness in that we were there on opening night. I was there with my four year old. It was past bedtime. We had gotten ice cream beforehand. He was hopped up and super cute and kept asking me questions and I had kept having to tell him to be quiet. <laughs> um, but it was, but it was, uh, so, so it was, it was super fun, but it was also, it was also really cool, um, to experience this, this thing with my, with my little buddy that is experiencing all of this stuff new, but this was something he and I got to experience together new um, and that was that was cool, um, and and then the other thing is is I mean it's really, it's really got me excited for Endgame, and and I you know I don't know that I've ever in my life been excited for a comic book movie, uh, and I'm excited I'm I'm gonna go, I'm I'm gonna be there, you know opening weekend, for Endgame, so that's exciting. That's gonna be a big yeah. one. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I have an ongoing bet right now with Rob Base. He, he thinks that uh, Pokemon, uh, the uh, Detective Pikachu, will outrank, will outdo Endgame at the box office. No. <laughs> and I think. Uh, Did you give him odds? What kind of drugs is he? No, we yeah, just has he, has he been to Colorado recently. Or? Just a hundred dollar bet, and uh, I think Detective Pikachu nice. is going to do very well at the box office. But it's by no, it's not going to do as good as Endgame. Not even close. There's no. not 25 plus movies leading up to that movie, yeah. Pikachu, right? So there's not possible. Sorry. Yeah, it's just it's not a thing that can happen. Yeah, this is great. I uh, I, I I give uh, uh, I give Captain Marvel. Um, it's a it's a it's a. It's a V14 for me. <laughs> Which I know exactly what you're what you're getting at there. Uh, no, no, it's a V12. It's on V12? V12? Are you saying B is in like like boy? No, no, no. V is in Victor. Ah, Victor. So it's so it's a uh, Aston Martin um, I can't remember oh, which one we, do you want to do? Do you want to do British cars? Well, I was thinking of V twelve that the uh, the one that this is uh, an Austin. This Daniel is Craig 60, drove in. This is a sixty three Austin Helion K three thousand BJ eight. It's not a sixty seven. <laughs> so, so you're saying it has a chance? <laughs> that was, but that was no, I'm best. serious. I feel bad now because Andy. Are you not going to rate movies now because of what I said? I literally, I don't care. I'm not affected when you guys rate movies in the slightest. I think it's totally normal and fine. I just, I wanted to have some, 
I'm now like on the show. I've always been a guest, so I've always like, you know, I'll follow Jay's rules. I don't want to be in trouble. And I just finally wanted to be like, look, I don't do a lot, but I want it. My own feelings were this. I said it already. But now everyone's just like, well, we have to do it. William, William's <laughs> going to be the Ponzi hairdresser of our group. Yeah, he is. He's our Freddie Mercury. He's come in and he's taken <laughs> over. He's, ta- he's taken over our, our crew with his gigantic teeth. And we're just we're afraid to attack the, uh, the beaver. I just think you should be able to rate it if you still want to. I don't know if you I did. I, I did. I gave, it, I gave it an eight and a half. It's a V12. Well, I know. I'm talking about Andy. Who it's didn't. a V12. Right. All right. All right, fellas. Are we oh, done? I probably should have. To, yeah, I, yeah, let's wrap. Does anybody have any plugs? Yes. Ooh. I have a podcast called movie moments podcast it's about if you don't know where me and one guest we choose the same movie like the latest one that's going to come out is jaws but then we separately choose a moment from it that meant something to us and we discuss just the moment each that we chose and it's super fun sometimes it gets personal sometimes it's funny mostly personal because the reason people choose moments tend to matter they don't just go ah I liked the background in that one shot. <laughs> uh, but well, that would be awesome if they did. I don't tell them how to choose the moment. Anyway, it's a, it's a fun podcast. Please check it out. I should do that podcast. Uh, moviemomentpodcast.com and in anything. Just Google Movie Moments Podcast. You'll get to it. Hmm. Ryan. Andy, I know, I know you got something, Andy. I don't have any plugs. You got nothing to do. No. What's something else you like that I? Oh, can what's something else we like that I like? I would love a Cardiff snowboard. Done. A Cardiff Ultra Craft carbon split board. No, this is too picky now. <laughs> you had your chance. Uh, every Saturday morning, just like old school Saturday morning cartoons, you can catch Geekcast live uh, on iTunes and uh, at GCL Ninja. Uh, I don't know what we're talking about this week. Actually, I do know what we're talking about this week. We are uh, we're going to talk about Captain Marvel. So uh, tune in for that. Sure to be lively discussion as we argue and curse. Hey, Carl, did you find a job? No, uh, but I finally Carl. am getting some interviews, which is nice. So no plugs for you. <laughs> yeah, I, or a, a wish. I, my plugs thought, are uh, my plugs are always home theater news. Let's do it. So, this past week or the week before, I think uh, Samsung announced they will stop making Blu-ray players, which kind of prompted in in the community a, a large poll saying, uh, you know, are discs on the way out, or you know, how long will they last? Samsung announcing it is no big deal because it's not like they were ever made great players to begin with. If you were going to go buy a great player, Samsung would not be your first choice or mm-hmm. even your second. Um, so it, I don't think it's a huge deal. But anyway, in this poll I read, there were four questions like, you know, I'll keep buying until Hollywood stops making them. Uh, I'm starting to dwindle down on my buying. And anyway, over 90 percent 
said, I will keep buying discs until Hollywood stops making them. And I, I of course, in, in that category. I, 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 it's hard to say. It's hard to say what it's going to be like in a decade. But right now, I'm not. I, I don't. I don't want to always be beholden to the internet. And to exactly. Speed to watch to watch movies. Plus, there is no internet bandwidth right now. Is still not wide enough that you get a if you were going to download or stream a true 4k movie we're just not there yet where it would equal even, the quality there. you get we're on a really disc even there on blu-ray for most people yeah i mean if you if you've got gigabit internet you might be able to get it but but that's true I, so i i also agree i like being able always i think it's maybe it's a generational thing right i grew up buying the thing that i want and having the physical thing in my hands looking at it opening it looking at artwork or whatever putting it on shelf it's just something that's in me that i i very much enjoy i like the control even uh that i have with it but i'll tell you working with a lot of millennials lately not only on film sets where they mocked me mocked me ongoing joke for like two months that i still had all of my uh not only any cassette tape i bought but they they didn't even make fun of that they think that's like kind of cool like it's, it's now retro but the fact that I had CDs that all I said I said all the music that I listened to on my playlist I I own I bought a disc from it and made it put downloaded it on iTunes on a hard drive and then I manipulate it that way and they're like what <laughs> they thought F, that was F those great, guys you know they thought that was crazy I've got and, several hundred CDs yeah right I mean, because of, we're we're men of a certain age but also I just bought a very from this film job, I earned enough money to get a very expensive computer. And when I was or putting it all to custom making it, they were like, uh, there was no player involved with it. DVD, Blu-ray, nothing. And and I said, well, I would like a Blu-ray disc drive in it. And they're like, are you sure? Like, we can do it. But nobody, nobody's even asked for that. We don't even have one here. We have to figure out. We'd have to order it or something. <laughs> and they, they were joking about it. They're like, this guy is actually going to put it into his PC desktop. And I'm like... What is happening? Yeah. Like, I'm all I want is this Blu-ray. These are people that don't understand how much compression removes from the original source. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they don't care. Yeah. yeah. These are these are these are jags that these are jags that are willing to watch a movie on on YouTube uh, on their <laughs> phone rather than yeah, exactly. rather than turn on their. They'll be sitting on the couch in front of their big TV, but they'll watch a movie in its entirety on their phone. Breaks breaks my heart. I agree, and I'm in the same place as you guys, but I disagree. I think in 20 years, I think I think it actually will be gone. I, I, I highly doubt they'll still be making discs. I actually think they will be gone. I wish they weren't. But I'm pretty sure yeah. my vote, no, I, my I gamble agree. is there. I agree. Well, you know, when, when you have when you have the internet infrastructure and the and the bandwidth to be able to pull it off, sure. It's sure. Lead, it's why I'm so hesitant to buy a 4K player, Carl. Uh, why? Well, just because I I'm I don't want to buy it and then. Um, then it'd be obsolete. Yeah, I'm just I'm tired of obsolescence. I guess I'm, I'm I've grown more weary of yeah. buying no, things like that. But here's why here's why I dread the day when discs are gone, 
because then we're at the point where Hollywood could get to the point they would love to get to where they can charge you per viewing. Just per view. Yeah. Yeah, some some small amount. Um, some small amount. Even if you own it, they're going to charge you a buck every time you want to watch it. Unless you pay some uh, month, yes, yearly monthly fee or yearly fee. subscription yeah. to their service. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and not to open up a whole can of worms right at the end of podcast, but I like to be able, I like to be able to watch the part of the movie that I want to watch. Now for me, that's generally all of it. But if there's a part in there that I think is objectionable, I like to be able to fast forward. Yeah. There's a part in there that I think is boring and dumb. I want to be able to fast forward it. I don't want to be beholden to whatever, I, it, it, with my Blu-ray disc, I have the I have the ability to control uh, what scenes I'm watching and what you know. Yeah, it's it's my book at that point. Yeah, I it's still not, buy physical checking, media. I'm not checking it out from the library. I still buy books too. Yeah, so. <laughs> too. But we're old guys. We're like yeah. You know, we're really old people. We'll just put, it'll be called Movie Podcast Weekly, colon, men of a certain age. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I like that. That doesn't bother me at all. Movie Podcast Weekly, OG. (laughs) All right. Well, we we kept it under two hours, gentlemen. Yeah, we did. Look at that. Look at that. Good for us. We would like to say thank you to the Dave Eaton Element for the use of their music for the podcast theme song. If you want to support Movie Podcast Weekly, you can subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. You can also find us on Twitter at MoviecastWeekly or contact us at MoviePodcastWeekly at gmail.com and or go to our website, MoviePodcastWeekly.com, where you can leave a comment in the show notes if you so desire. Thank you to everyone who donates to Movie Podcast Weekly. And all the Patreons on behalf of Ryan, Andy, Carl, and myself, William Rowan Jr. Thanks again for listening and join us next time on Movie Podcast Weekly. Mm-hmm.